on today's show. The Dallas Mavericks get the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Are they still living and dying by the three too much? Yes. How can they get out of that? I'll tell you all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. I believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Letting it ride. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Mavs is free and available on all podcast platforms including YouTube, but the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let me know, what's one reason the Mavericks beat the Thunder? Just give me one. There's a bunch of different ones. See if you can name one that someone else hasn't in the comments already. Like, let's see if we can get all of them. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. Let it ride. Gotta enjoy the wins. You still gotta enjoy the win. This has been a weird season. It's been frustrating. The Mavericks get another win. They're 14 and 13 now. We know what this team is at this point, unless they make some kind of big wholesale changes or they start hitting every one of their threes like they did in the second quarter. But still enjoy the wins, right? Don't turn it into a negative thing. Just enjoy the wins. All right. Isaac is out again today. He had another church thing. Like, what are they, what, what do they do at church? Like, what are we doing at church that Isaac has to be gone on weeknights? Like, really? What is it? Like, it's like your favorite time of the year? Like, your Messiah was born in this month? Like, was there something? I, confused. Uh, but that means the streak starts again. The solo streak is back. I'm back. After two bad solo losses, now I'm back. And the Mavericks get a win against the Oklahoma City Thunder. A win that... Sort of started with one of the most frustrating quarters that the Mavericks have had in a while, where they go up 12-0, and then they, no, like at the 8-minute, 33-second mark, they're up 12-0, and then at the 2-minute, 34 mark in the first quarter, they're tied 17-17, and then they end down 23-28, and you're just like, what just happened? The Mavericks were 3 of 15 from 3 in the first quarter, then all of a sudden the second quarter comes around. The second quarter comes around, and the Mavericks just, like, they start hitting a couple threes. They're, or they're down. They start hitting a couple threes. It was 54 to 50 at the 2 minute 31 second mark. This is one of the things about this team that makes this team special. This team can be special. One of the reasons why they went to the Western Conference Finals is this team can get hot. And when this team starts hitting threes, they are unstoppable. Still, I still believe that about this team. Because they can create all the open looks. Lucas said it after the game. Like, hey, we were making, we were taking open looks. You can't get a much better shot in the NBA than that. He's kind of right. A wide open three from like proven three-point shooters like that the Mavericks have, you can't get a much better shot in the NBA. Efficiency-wise, not necessarily percentage, because the right at the rim is probably better, but like efficiency-wise, the amount of points you get, you know, what everyone says, like, oh, analytics wants you to take a three over two. Yeah, if it's wide open, yeah, we do. Yeah, they do. 
So anyway, it's 54 to 50 at the 2 minute 31 second mark. At the 16 second mark. So like 2 minutes and 15 seconds later, it was 66 to 50. <laughs> it was a 16 point lead for the Mavs. They just went on a quick run right there. Just hitting 3 after 3 after 3. They were 10 of 16 from 3 in the second quarter. And then the Mavericks kind of just held on to that lead. They nursed that lead for, for, throughout the rest of the game. They got close a couple times. Got within 5 a couple times. After that, but after that run at the end of the, the second quarter, it was basically it. The Mavericks just had, they had figured out their they had figured out their formula, and they were just going to keep going back to it. But the thing is, are they living and dying by the three too much? Because yes, first quarter and second quarter, like one of the most clear examples of seeing this team die by the three in the first quarter, and then live by the three, come alive by the three in the second quarter. And the thing that I think is notable is. Their defense is sometimes tied to these threes that they make on offense. And that sounds weird, but this was a big topic last year. If you didn't follow the show last year, Jason Kidd, this was a big topic of conversation for him. When they don't hit threes, when the Mavericks don't hit threes, they walk to the other end and they hang their head and you're like, oh, they get frustrated. And then, you know, there's the vibes aren't good and you can see there's no juice. And when they hit their threes, especially at home, you hit your threes, you feel the crowd in, and everybody's excited. Like, you're you're glad that you didn't let Luka down. I honestly think that's part of it. I honestly think that that is part of this whole thing, is they didn't let Luka down when they miss a shot or when they make a shot. And then they go to the other end, and they're juiced, and there's a, the vibes are in, and their, their defense can lock in because their defense is so tied to effort. It's so tied to, am I locked in? Mentally, am I locked in with my rotations? Am I locked in with where I'm going to be? It's a team defense that they play. And they can play it really well if their threes are hitting. <laughs> if their threes are hitting, then they're good, right? Uh, the Mavericks offensive rating in the first quarter, 83.3. That would be like, that's terrible. It, it's terrible, awful. There's no team in the NBA even close to that. By halftime, so counting first quarter, by halftime, it was 137.5. That would be the best offensive rating in the NBA by like 20 points or like like 10 points. <laughs> It's nuts how different the the vibes, how different the play was, how different the production was if they're just hitting threes. And it's so frustrating because Luka can create all the open threes ever. He can create the most, probably the most open threes in the NBA Luka creates. I don't know that there's another player in the, like even Jokic, even LeBron, even Giannis, like none of these guys create the amount of open threes that Luka does because he can hit anybody on the court at any point. He is the best passer in the NBA. He can hit any of those at, at any time. The guys just got to hit him. And when you have these streaky shooters, Tim Hardaway Jr. especially, you know, Reggie Bullock especially, it seems like seems like December Reggie has showed up. Seems like December Reggie has showed up, guys. You know, Bang Bros. Trying to keep it. <laughs> the Bang Bros. <laughs> December Reggie has shown up. He was three of four. He hit his first three threes. Tim was was terrible at the beginning, and then he finished the game with six of six of fourteen from three, 20 points, boom. 20 points in 29 minutes. <laughs> Pretty efficient night at the end of the day for him. And so you're like, okay, well, can this team continue to do this? They're gonna have to with this roster. Now, there is a couple things I think that they can do. You started seeing it in the fourth quarter. The Mavericks didn't didn't live and die by the three so much in the fourth quarter. They kind of adjusted their game. They they tied the fourth quarter twenty four to twenty four. They didn't like have a you know a thirty point forty point 
quarter, but they also only hit two of their nine threes in the third quarter. So normally that's a quarter where you're like, oh, they didn't create enough threes. They didn't take enough threes. They probably lost the quarter. Well, they probably should have, but their defense was still good. They still defended really well. They defended everyone well except for SGA <laughs> because SGA was amazing in this game. We'll talk about him for sure. But what they did was Luca, Dinwiddie, and Christian Wood were 7 of 10 from 2 in the fourth quarter. And they showed that they can score in different ways. Those are the three guys on this entire roster. Besides, you know, Dwight with alley-oops or JaVale with alley-oops or whatever. The, th- the three guys on the entire... Or, or Jaden Hardy. Or Jaden Hardy who was on the bench and didn't get to play. They're the three guys that play, that actually play, that can get a shot from 2 that's good. Luca, he's got the whole bag, right? The drives, his post-ups, his turnaround fades. He was hitting those. When he starts hitting those in the fourth quarter, it's over for the rest of the league. He's just too tired by the end of that by the end of the game this season to be able to hit those consistently. Dinwiddie drove in the lane twice in the fourth quarter in a row and got some good shots. That's what you really want to see. Great game from him. We'll talk about him in the second segment and what he did. And then Christian Wood. Christian Wood showed something that he can do that no one else on the Mavericks can do. And that is the little he starts around the baseline on you know either side, inside the three-point line. Not close to the three-point line, inside. Like halfway between the three-point line and the paint. Starts on the baseline, and he drives middle, and he can pull up and hit that little shot over and over a lot of different players. If he's got a guy on him, like Eugene Omarui, who was on him at one of them, or Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who was on him for a couple times, like if he can hit that shot consistently for the Mavericks, that's something that you can go to that's not just a three-point open shot. So coming up, let's talk about a couple of things the Mavericks did well in this game. Luka and Dinwiddie ran the show in this one, and they were awesome, combining for 58 points, 18 boards, and 18 assists. We'll talk about how they did, how the Mavericks won this game, and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is the best thing that you can go to. to it's a daily fantasy where you can go pick two to five players, and an over-under on their projection. So let's say you wanted to do, what's a fun one for tomorrow? There's, okay, NBA, there's there's Sixers versus Kings. That was actually kind of fun. I can pick Joel Embiid. He's on a heater right now. His over-under right now is 30 and a half on prize picks. That is, that's a lot. But he's been killing it. So I'm going to go over. He's going to be playing against Sabonis. I think he's going to get a ton of points. And then you can also pick, say, if I wanted to pick James Harden over under 20 and a half, let me go under 20 and a half for points for James Harden. If I do that, put down 20 bucks, I can win 60. If I put down, let's say I put down a hundred bucks, I can win 300. You can also add a power play to that. You, you can add another player. Let's say if I want to do Tobias Harris and say, I think he's over 16 and a half, then you can win more money. You can win all kinds of different money on prize picks. And right now you can get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. The promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the Mavericks game today. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. It was a good win for them. They had an incredible second quarter where the second quarter is the only quarter they won in this game. Lost the first quarter by five. Lost the third quarter by uh, by seven. Tied the fourth quarter and won the, won the second quarter by 19 points. That's all they got to do, right? And that's why this team is so volatile. They live and die by the three so much because they can have one incredible quarter and win a game. It got close at the end there a little bit, but they can win. So they started, I've already talked about the first quarter, how they, they came out pretty hot. Then they went completely dead where they just couldn't hit any threes. Second quarter, they were going back and forth until about the two-minute mark when they just went, they got on fire and hit like four or five threes. 12-0 run. They were up by 14 at halftime. 
Uh, and when Luca and Dinwiddie, they were awesome in this game. Luca is obviously awesome all the time. Like, right? I don't have to explain that. There's very few games where we say, well, that wasn't a good Luca game. Dinwiddie was great in this game as well. Spencer Dinwiddie, 20 points, seven boards, 10 assists, was getting the triple double watch at times. Only four turnovers. Only four turnovers for Luca as well. Those guys made it happen in this game. And they needed to. They need to. If the team is going to still be designed the way that it is, with Jason Kidd trusting Christian Wood to the level that he does, which is my hand is like a quarter of the way up the screen if I'm doing the levels. I'm not like halfway. I'm like a quarter of the way up. If he's going to keep trusting Christian Wood that much, then Dinwiddie and Luka have to be awesome. And they have been. They have been awesome. And in this game especially, they were really good. Dinwiddie was getting in the lane. He's starting to set up guys. He still, he would have he would easily have had 13, 14 assists if he could throw a good entry pass or throw a good lob pass. I don't know what it is about his game. It drives me insane. He would have had, he had Christian Wood for two easy ones. Dwight, Dwight, I think probably missed two of the alley-oops that he got from Dinwiddie, but it could have been a little bit of a better pass, I guess. He could have had like 14 assists in this game. He was dealing and it was awesome to see. It was awesome. Luca, it just seemed like anything he was getting was tough. Anything he was going to get in this game was tough. Lou Dort was on him. He Lou Dort always defends Luca well. He's so physical. He just plays like a football player. And Luca, after the game, was asked about uh, being defended by Lou Dort again. And remember, last time that they played, he said he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. Gave him that compliment. And this time he said, you know, I'm going to need some pads. I'm going to need some pads next time I play him because it was just so physical. Everything he was getting was tough in this game. He had a couple of catch-and-shoot threes. Off of Dinwiddie passes that were awesome. But everything he got in this game was tough. He was 13 of 27 from the field. He missed 14 shots, man. He went to the free throw line 10 times. He had eight assists himself. 38 points for Luka in this game. But him and Dinwiddie were just the... They just stirred the drink on offense. And they have to have that. Dinwiddie continues to step into his role in these wins. And continues to play really well. And the Mavericks need him. They need him to be really good. If he's going to have the leash and the green light and the responsibility on offense that he has he's got to be awesome what more can I say about Luka Doncic everything that he got tonight he created he doesn't get he doesn't get any easy I'm thinking about some of these guys like I was thinking like driving to the game today Joel Embiid has had these this incredible run, this incredible stretch of time where he's scoring like you know fifty points and forty points and all these big numbers. And Anthony Davis has had this incredible streak, and Giannis has had some big games this year. And you're like, okay, well, when's Luca's time? Like, when's Luca's turn to get like a forty point game or a fifty point game or something like that? And you know what? It might not happen because. His high, his career high. He's had he's had five forty point games. So let's maybe not the forty point game, but how about like a fifty point game or like an easy one where you're just like, dang, he just scored forty five points and it was so easy and it, it wasn't a lot of work for him. Those just don't come. Like those just don't happen. He doesn't get any easy baskets in the NBA. He gets doubled any more than maybe anybody in the NBA, and he creates all of his own offense. Unless it's Dinwiddie throwing a like a you know, <laughs> like a swing pass at the end of a play or one of the wings throwing a swing pass or Luka has to chuck it up. He doesn't get anything easy. Like, bring back the Zaza drop. Nothing easy. He creates all of his own shots. Like, there's got to be a stat somewhere. The amount of shots you create for yourself, it's probably just like isolation or something, but he's got to be leading the league in it. 
Maluka was creating everything. They had that incredible second quarter. The third quarter, uh, there's a little bit of frustration from Luca. The refs seemed like they were all over the place with just some bad calls. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the, the on both sides. <laughs> there's bad calls on both sides at times, and you had just some some weird shenanigans. And one thing I think I should should probably mention is that one of the reasons why the Mavericks won this game they got 16 offensive rebounds. 16 offensive rebounds. That's the most this season that they've ever gotten. They got 50 rebounds as a team. That's the second most. They were finally bigger than a team. Poku started the game for the uh, for the Thunder, Alexi, uh, Alexi Pokoshevsky. And he's their only like really true center that plays. Jeremiah Robinson Earl played a little bit. Darius Baisley played a little bit. They're, they're basically just like big wings that they play at center. And so the Mavericks were finally bigger than a team. They out-rebounded them. Dorian, I think, got five offensive rebounds himself. He, he had a nose for the ball tonight that was awesome. He only played 23 minutes, by the way. I think we should mention that in a second. But they got 16 offensive rebounds. That created a lot of second-chance opportunities. They didn't score off of all of them, but they had 24 second-chance points. The Thunder only had 13. That's a game. Like that, that, That's a game for the Mavericks. If they can win that stat, they never win that stat. <laughs> Every week, Isaac is saying, well, they don't have to win the three. They don't have to win the rebounding battle to win games but if they do it's nice (laughs) because it makes it easier for you to win games you get towards the fourth quarter some weird stuff there was like um there's a 45 second period where both challenge calls were were called you had christian wood who had this awesome spin dunk it was one of his um, two-point shots that he hit in the fourth quarter that i talked about in the first segment he had this spin dunk and then he uh was was hyping the crowd up and everything and walking off after that. And he got in between the inbounds pass and Giddy bumped him. And then he, you know, Christian Wood flailed. They challenged that. It was uh, unsuccessful for the Thunder. And then Christian Wood blocked an SGA shot off of the rim, but he didn't even block it. it like it, SGA put it up, bounced off the rim. Christian Wood blocked it. And then they called it a goaltending really late. That was a successful challenge for the Mavericks. And this was kind of a story is that there was a bunch of different calls in this game where the refs called something weird. Luca didn't agree with it and just runs over doing the challenge twirl with his finger. He's just twirling his finger in the air like, hey, challenge it, challenge it. He's jumping up and down. He's looking at Jason Kidd. And one of the fun things that I've been tracking that I think is just one of the most, the funniest scenes for the Dallas Mavericks in their games this season is Luca demanding a challenge. Like, we got to challenge this. Guys, I, I know this 100%. SGA elbowed me in the chop. SGA, he got me right in the mouth with his elbow on that dunk. And Jason Kidd just stares at the video board. He's looking up. He's just looking up at the video board going, huh? Just avoiding eye contact as much as he can. And just trying not to look at Luca. <laughs> and then, and then he, the time runs out, basically. He's just like waiting for the clock to run out so that the next play happens. They don't challenge it, and then they just move on. It's one of the funniest things that I've seen in the NBA for the Mavericks this season, and uh, it continues. It happened like two or three times in this game specifically, and then when they challenged this, Luca wasn't even – I don't even think he was on the court for it, so it didn't matter. Um, Dinwiddie had an incredible heave, like three at the end of the shot clock. He was just on fire at at times this game. Uh, We should talk about – Frank Nilakina, I thought that he he played 17 and a half minutes. That's got to be by far his most minutes that he's played. Definitely the most minutes he's played in a game that mattered this season. And you're, I, I know there's going to be a lot of 
Well, what about Hardy? What about Kemba? They could have used him in their, with their offense this season, with this game. They really could have used him. I thought Frank Lakina played some decent defense in this game. I don't know if that's enough to, to give him the full 17 minutes. You know you know where I stand on the, on the Hardy party. Hardy, let's go party. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I would have loved to see him, especially after that first quarter where they just started off really, like, like really bad offensively. I would have loved to see Jaden Hardy because he is one of the other guys on this team that can get a shot that's not a three-point shot. But Frank basically played Josh Green's minutes. That, that's really what he put him in for. Therefore, what Jason Kidd decided to play him for. Coming up, let's talk about the rest of this team. There's a couple other game notes that I wanted to share about, uh, about Christian Wood's play, about the Mavericks when they play really good offense. Can the Mavericks unlock something? Have they figured out their style of play that can win them games? I'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go ahead and see. I'm pretty sure they have the Christmas Day games. That one's coming up for the Mavericks. You can go check out Christmas Day games for the Mavs. You can go check out some of the games. The uh, The Suns are going to go visit the Rockets. The Suns are reeling right now. They are not doing well. And uh, I, I know that that does not... I know that that does not pleasure you guys to hear that the Suns are doing bad, right? We have we have lots of sympathy for the Suns <laughs> over there in Phoenix. They're only a six-point favorite over the, the Rockets. The Rockets are at home, six-point favorite for the Suns. That one's an interesting one to watch. There's uh, the Pelicans, two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jazz. The Jazz are at home. The Pelicans are, are dominating right now. They're playing so well. I would definitely take the Pelicans in that one. That one's one to watch for sure. They have all kinds of other stuff. World Cup, they have the final there, or the final four there. They have uh, NFL, all kinds of different other odds. Check it out. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Isaac, let's finish up talking about this game. The Dallas Mavericks, have they figured out a style of play? I've been kind of hinting at this. Just by looking at the personnel and just trying to figure out who this Mavs team is, do they just need to lean into offense? Do they just need to lean into, all right, let's be an awesome offensive team. This is the ninth game this season that they've had 120 or higher offensive rating. Offensive rating is points scored per 100 possessions. So a game is roughly 100 possessions. In this game specifically, the Mavericks had what, like, like they had 98 possessions. Yeah, so they're like right there, 98 possessions. And so, and they scored 121 points. The Mavericks have done that nine times now, 120 offensive rating. They're 9-0 and in those games. It's the 19th game this season. They've had a defensive rating under 115. They're only 10-9 and in those games. So they're average when they have a defensive rating that's under 115, which is, which is pretty good. And then an offensive rating 120, that's great. They're 9-0 and in those games. They've done it nine times, which is notable. Do the Mavericks just need to lean into offense? I think that stat may be a little bit misleading just because, all right, well, they're really still trying to be a good defensive team. They're really still that. They have not leaned into, let's just try to outscore everybody, try to win games that way. And instead, they've, they've really tried to still be a good defensive team. This is all of the Bullock minutes that, pe- that Mavs fans have complained about this season. This is all of the um, Maxi Dorian, like multiple players on the floor that don't, um, that don't contribute offense other than catch and shoot threes at times. This is that, that's that. This is Dwight Powell coming in instead of JaVale McGee or instead of Christian Wood. It, that's defense. 
Even though Dwight Powell is not the best defensive center, he still knows where to be. He's in the right spots. Much more than Christian Wood is at this point. And so that's a defensive play. Mavericks are still trying to be a really good defensive team and just, all right, when, when can we catch fire and be an awesome offensive team? This is the frustration with, well, they live and die by the three. Yeah, they do because they have these defenders that can only hit threes. And then when they start hitting, or Tim Hardaway Jr., that can really only hit threes. And when he does, and when they do, they're incredible because they're still playing great defense on the other end. They also, their threes are tied to their defense, like I talked about in the first quarter too. So a lot of this is still interconnected, right? Like It's not offense, defense like it is in football where you have just two different squads. It's the same squad playing both sides of it. The Mavericks this season are now 9-3 and three when they shoot over 39% from three. That's a great number for them. And the Mavericks hit 22 threes in this game. That's the second most that they've taken. They, they've made this season. They hit 24 against the Knicks in that, that win, that afternoon win. And now 22 is the second most. They hit a ton of threes in this game. Tim hit six. Dorian hit three. Luka hit three. Dinwiddie hit four. Bullock hit three. Kleba hit two. Frank hit his one. They had all kinds of guys contributing and finally hitting their, their threes in this game. And when they do, they can beat anybody. But when they don't, they can get beat by anybody, especially anybody that doesn't play their star at times in this game. I think that, that Christian Wood had, a, had an interesting game. There's a couple of, of things that he can do. He can create his own shot at, at times. He can score on some mismatches at times that I think the Mavericks need to lean into a little bit more. And, I'm just confused at times when, when he's on the floor. Why are we still running actions with Maxi and Reggie or Dorian running screens? Why is it not Christian Wood running the screen? Is, is Jason Kidd so concerned about his offensive fouls? Because he has fouled a lot on screens this season. Is he, is he scared about that? He had three fouls in this game. I know one of them for sure was offensive. One of them was defensive. I can't remember the third one off the top of my head. Is he that concerned about his screening that he doesn't lean into that more? Christian Wood also only played 20 and a half minutes in this game. So it's not like he's being featured very much. Dorian was played 23 minutes. The minutes were all over the place. But you got to give Kidd a little bit of credit because of, you know, leaning into guys that were working. Bullock played 30, almost 32 minutes in this game. Maxley played 31 minutes in, the, in this game. They were, they were productive in this game. They were good. They played good defense. They fit well. I just don't understand what the offense is running when when Christian Wood is out there and they're not running screens with him. Why are you not like why are you not creating the mismatch advantage with let's just have Bullock and Maxi and Dorian spread the floor and Christian Wood be the guy that you run an action through because he's the guy that can catch and dunk. He's the guy that can catch and shoot off of a of of a of a pop, like a pick and pop. Why is he not the guy that is running that? That's what that's one question I really do have. I can't ask kid that question. He won't answer it, right? You can't just say, well, why isn't, why isn't Christian Wood running this more? Well, you know, Christian Wood has his role. He knows his role. He's good at his role. And that's that. Got other guys are doing, that's what Jason Kidd would say. That's, that's what he would come down and say. And then he would look at me and he would say, Twitter isn't the coach. <laughs> that's what he would say to me. But I'm confused as to why they don't utilize that more, especially when he's on the floor. Like, I'm not even saying play him more. I'm saying utilize him when he's on the floor more. And I think it may be because they're concerned about the moving screens. He sets a lot of he sets a lot of moving screens. There's a lot of like weird stuff when he's involved in a screen. Now he'll he'll also flop a couple times and get some calls. He did that twice in this game where he where he flopped off of like a weird offensive screen or something from the other team and then he got he got a call. The other thing about Christian Wood that I do want to talk about is he's an entertainer, man. 
He loves it. He loves the entertaining part of this. He got that huge dunk. He's hyping the crowd up. And then he gets that bump from Giddy that was challenged by OKC. He's like hyping the crowd up and getting them into it. He's doing the like the arms out wide, like the are you entertained? I love that. I love that from him because I think that the NBA needs that a little bit more. It's kind, it's pretty cocky. If I was the other team, I would hate it. If I was the Thunder, I would hate it. If I was Thunder fans, I would hate it. What is this guy coming off the bench doing this in our faces for? But you kind of love it. Who else stood out in this game? I wish they would have played Hardy. I just every I can do this every game, but I wish they would have played him. This would have been the perfect night. Give him the Josh Green minutes. It's a different role, I know, but just try it. Or Kemba, but I would much rather have seen Jaden Hardy. He was on the bench. Tyler Dorsey was on the bench too. Uh, Josh Green was out in this game. That's why Frank Nilakina played his minutes, but wish we would have gotten to see Jaden Hardy. Let me know in the comment section below. What other things would you like to have seen? What's one reason the Mavericks won this game? Thanks for listening to Locked On Mavs, making it your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.